I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. Welcome to today's episode. I have Amanda Lowen of Prairie Quilt Co. She is a teacher like I used to be. Um, she's a mom and she is a newer pattern designer. So I just, ugh, if you haven't seen her stuff, it's just so magical. Her use of color are just stunning. So go check her out if you haven't while you're listening to this episode and let's get to know Amanda. Hello, all my quilty loves out there. Thank you so much for being here. I just want to remind you to go grab your merch at nygqs.printify.me. You can pick up all your merch wants and needs. There's sweatshirts, hoodies, t-shirts, tote bags, mugs, stickers, anything you can think of. So if you don't see something you love, I do take into consideration listener suggestions and I will be running a poll soon to see what else we might want in the merch shop. So head on over to nygqs.printify, that's P-R-I-N-T-I-F-Y dot M-E. The link is down below, so go check it out and get your swag today. Also, a little reminder that if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could head over there and leave a five-star review, I would love that so much. When we hit 50 five-star reviews, we're going to be doing a humongous giveaway, and I am going to be creating a quilt that I will donate to charity for that gracious love that you're showing. So go ahead and head over there if you haven't already. Leave a five-star review, and as soon as we hit 50 it's go time, people. And now let's get into the episode. Welcome to the show, Amanda. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks for asking. I'm so excited to have you here. And it's so fun to have another Amanda around because it's there's not a lot of us, but we do pop up out of the woodwork every once in a while. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm just so excited to have you here. But before we get into all your lovely quilt patterns and talk about those, um, let's go back and talk about how you got into quilting. Sure. Um, well, I guess I, if I go way back, like I've always been a crafty kind of girl, um, right from a kid, which I think is very common for quilters. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, as a kid, I did lots of cross stitch uh, my mom worked at a craft, like a tea and craft shop. So I actually even sold my cross stitch creations like at her shop where she worked. So I was kind of getting into this craft business right from like junior high age. Um, and then later on, I learned to knit and I actually, I had an Etsy shop selling knitting um, wow. for quite a few years while I was going kind of in my twenties when I was going through university and it just mm -hmm. was something I was doing for fun. Um, and I, I never did a lot of sewing um, until I was pregnant with my first child. Um, my first child, uh, he's nine now. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. um, when, when I was pregnant, I kind of thought, oh, maybe I want to like, yeah, I kind of had that nesting feeling and I wanted to, to see if I could um, dust off my sewing machine and make some baby blankets and things. So I went to our local quilt store in town 
And I like, I really fell in love with the fabric. Um, they had the original cotton and steel lines oh, yeah. um, right then. So I like purchased like all this, like cotton and steel prints and I sewed up baby blankets with it and stuff. And, and I just was kind of hooked from that point on. Um, I think just from the fabric capturing my imagination and um, so it, like I didn't start with making quilts it was more just sewing with the fabric but mm -hmm. then um, on a whim one day when I went into that quilt shop I picked up a charm pack mm -hmm. and then I was like oh but what do I do with this <laughs> like, <laughs> I kind of like just spontaneously bought it um, on an impulse but then I was like oh but I want to do something with it so I was kind of researching well what what can I make with a charm pack and then I came across Moda had a free charm pack pattern which is, yeah. I can't remember what it's called like the Moda love quilt or something oh, mm -hmm. and uh so that was my first pieced quilt that I ever made um wow. with this charm pack and I actually still have it hanging like in this room that I'm in right now yeah. it's on the wall oh. and I hung it up and in our like play area for my kids mm -hmm. and you know it's always a nice reminder to see that first quilt because yeah. it was lots of half square triangles mm -hmm. which I think I had to watch a YouTube video to learn how to do it I didn't know anything about quilting um yeah. I didn't I didn't trim any of them Oh, so I just, naturally <laughs> I made them and then I sewed them into the quilt so like nothing is lining up and mm -hmm. and it you know it's all really wonky but I still have it hanging up there because I've come so far from that first quilt that I made um but like that was my first child I actually didn't really get into quilting until I was on my maternity leave with my second child okay. um when I was on on that leave then uh I think I was just I just really felt like I needed something else. Mm -hmm. um, I was just always at home with like a two-year-old and a baby. And I just was feeling like I wasn't myself anymore. And I just didn't know what to do. And so I kind of thought, well, maybe I just need to really learn something new. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really started throwing myself into learning more about quilting um, with so I may had made that one Moda charm pack quilt, but then I started choosing all these other different projects as skill builders. Mm -hmm. So every new project that I, I would make, a lot of them were mini quilts, um, but they would teach me something new. And mm -hmm. I learned everything through YouTube and a lot of reading of Susie Quilt's blog. Yeah. <laughs> she had an amazing blog. She still does. Yeah. Um, very helpful tutorials. And I just did one thing at a time and, and just kept going. And I, you know, I was hooked, you know, like I, I never stopped after that point with quilting and, you know, my daughter, that was when she was a baby and now she's seven. So like, I would say I really, really got thrown into quilting when, yeah, I would say about seven years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. It was kind of, That's a journey. So I just started with making quilts. Yeah, yeah, never, never had this idea that I would one day start writing patterns or mm -hmm. doing anything that I'm doing now, but it was just something for me at the beginning as kind of a self-care kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. And it's like, I hear more and more, it's like people find quilting in a moment where they, they need an outlet. They need something to channel the feelings they've got going on. And 
making something beautiful from those feelings feels mm-hmm. so good. It's like, oh, okay. Like I'm sad, but I made this gorgeous thing or yeah. I'm feeling lost. And I made this beautiful piece of art that gets to be functional for my home or my family. And so I can just imagine that that's, you know, a relief from some of that feeling. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I definitely felt like I needed that time like for myself. Yeah. And for me, like it's always been doing something creative. Like, like mm-hmm. I've always been into the fiber arts, what, whatever it is, you know, like cross stitch knitting, yeah. sewing. So yeah, just moving on into quilting. That was, it had actually always been something on my radar that I had been interested in. I had, you know, on my Pinterest boards, I had saved all these <laughs> quilt ideas for years like the one hour quilt and stuff I remember that was really popular and yeah and I even tried it out but it it took me much longer than one hour <laughs> don't <laughs> they probably all? do it now in one hour but the, right. the first time I think it took me like a whole weekend to do the one hour quilt <laughs> um but but yeah so like for me that was just yeah absolutely something I could focus on um that was something other than toddlers and babies and yeah. and also like I I was quite bored because um like I'm a, a teacher by mm-hmm. trade and um working full-time regularly so I just found like when I was at home like for a like in can I'm in, in Canada so we got a whole year maternity leave and that was a very long time to be at home by yourself with your kids when you're used to like every day going to work and it being really busy so I, it just was a really hard I'm actually a really hard time yeah. for, for me. So like, I just, I really needed something that I could focus on, something I could learn, something mm-hmm. new to do. And that's kind of where that all came about. Yeah, that's incredible. And yeah, as a former teacher, I know like when you're at school, it is so busy and there's always something to do and there's always somebody demanding your time or your attention. And I kind of, when I came out of it and started working with my mom, it was like, I was kind of the same way, like, yeah, we're busy and we have a lot of quilts to make and things to do, but it's nothing, (laughs) nothing like teaching. So I can just imagine even getting home and having only two kids to attend to. You're like, what else do I do with my time? I know. I mean, it is a two-year-old and a baby, but still, (laughs) but still you're used to having your direct, your attention directed in different directions. Completely different. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Well, I'm glad you found quilting because I mean, I think I've, I don't know how long I've followed you, but I know it's been at least a couple of years that since I found your Instagram and I just love your use of color and your designs are just so beautiful. And so it's just very eye-catching to see what you've created and inspiring. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I actually created my Instagram account. Oh, goodness. Um, so when I first started quilting, <clears throat> I would post my creations like on my personal Instagram page. They always had the lowest number of likes and engagement from my <laughs> friends and family. So I figured, oh, okay, well, I had signed up to do this quilt along, my very first quilt along with Then Came June. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that was, I don't know, maybe six years ago. Like I had only been quilting for maybe a year when I signed up for this quilt along. And then you needed to like share um, posts in the quilt Mm -hmm. along. And I didn't want to make my personal account public. So I created a new like public account just to show basically to share in this quilt along. And then I just started sharing all my quilting 
in this new um, account. It, it wasn't called Prairie Quilt Co. then. I had a different name for it when I first started, but mm -hmm. that's kind of where the account first started. And um, yeah, it's really grown since then. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind incredible. of the whole reason is just to join a quilt along. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it paid off because you've got a lot of followers and I'm sure you're inspiring so many people out there. It's just, it's incredible. So you, if I'm correct, you put out your first pattern, the starry night table runner about two, two almost two years ago or. Uh, yeah, it is just about the second anniversary now. Um, so in, oh boy, well, 2020 was a year that kind of changed everybody's lives quite a lot. Um, mm -hmm. So I went from, you know, teaching at school to like remote teaching from homes. So I was at home for like about six months straight. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I actually started pattern testing for some uh, designers and I did quite a lot of it. I think I did about a year straight of pattern testing without breaks, mm. um, but I just, I loved it. I enjoyed um, meeting, well, like I'm meeting mm -hmm. um, for the pattern designers and kind of getting in the behind the scenes um, look of the creation of a pattern. And, yeah. and I just kind of thought like, oh, I'm just, I'm really interested in, in doing like writing my own patterns too. I, I had some ideas and I just, for me, I didn't really know, like I knew how I could make it myself, but how do you actually like create a, like a clear pattern with diagrams and things for right. people to purchase that? Yeah. So um, I had wanted to take a pattern writing course like in 2020, but then we all went back to school that mm. fall and I just really wasn't sure how school was going, what, what school was going to be like that fall, yeah. you know, first coming back after all, everybody being at home. So I'm like, I can't like add this extra, like learning how to be a pattern designer on my plate right now. So I deferred, deferred it to 2021. So I took a class then through Quilters Candy. Um, mm -hmm. And like right after that class is when I released that Starry Night um, table runner pattern. So mm -hmm. that came out in 2021 like right before Christmas okay. so that's about two years ago right now so that that pattern is always free uh, mm -hmm. a free download on my um you can get it through my Instagram links mm -hmm. uh, but yeah lots of people have downloaded it already and it's yeah. just it's a really nice little pattern that you can use I have actually a couple of different ones in different colors and I'm a big home decor person I love decorating my house so like I have different yeah. table runners for every season and I'm yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah yeah I'm the same way I love just like throwing little table runners together because it's such an easy way to kind of just change the feel of your space and mm -hmm. I love that but and that's so cool that you kept it free I mean what a sweet thing to do for your followers and people who are interested yeah. in your stuff to try out your patterns and and table runners are just kind of a fun way to try something and for sure. Yeah. Ease into quilting if you're new and cause it's small, it's not a commitment to a giant, you know, blanket essentially. I know. I, yeah. Yeah. I think like that's like... why when I was first learning, like I just, I did lots of mini quilts when mm -hmm. I was first learning how to quilt, because that was for me just way more manageable to to learn all the steps and I didn't try my first throw size quilt until I had probably already been 
I don't know, made at least four or five mini quilts. Mm -hmm. Then I thought, okay, maybe now I can do like a bigger quilt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's like so many easy ways to get into quilting without making a huge, a huge quilt on your first try. Yeah. Like kudos to people who do, because people like buy my patterns and Mm -hmm. they message me and they show me their quilt. They're like, this is the first one I ever made. I'm like, wow. (laughs) You're like, cool. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, as a person who started out, I was like, go big or go home. I made a twin size, uh, yellow brick road pattern quilt for my first, very first quilt, very time, very first time ever really like sewing anything beyond like you know, the four or three seams to make like a little bag or, you know, just super, super basic stuff. I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm making something huge that I'm going to use all the time, or I'm not making anything. And my friends were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think my first throw quilt that I made was a kit that I bought from Craftsy because mm-hmm. that used to be like a big website with lots of different like classes yeah. and things. So yeah. yeah, I don't think it exists anymore, but <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Well, and that's, yeah, I just, I love, I love smaller projects now. I can appreciate them more now because sometimes you just need something. You just need to make something and committing to a whole quilt can seem overwhelming sometimes, but the fact that there's just like cute, smaller projects out there, the patterns, you know, like yours is free so people can get into it without making a huge commitment and just make something. And, and I love that. And I love experiences where you can try on someone's pattern style, pattern writing style, because not every pattern writer is going to flow with the way your brain thinks. And so it's, it's fun when you can find designers whose thought process follows with yours because it makes it so much easier to make the quilt so yeah for sure those little opportunities I think they're so meaningful because because it lets people try it on without yeah and that's why like there's so many different um like free sampler quilts projects or collaborations and things um that Mm -hmm. I throughout the whole the whole year and that's a great way to get some free patterns practice different skills and try out um, different designers, writing styles. So like those things are great to sign up for. Yeah. And have you done, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. Like I I just finished um, being part of one through um, the month of October. So um, it was, those are just like also from the designer's perspective, it's great for collaboration. sorry collaborating with other people and I also get to try out sewing their patterns too because we test each other's things and like at this point like I don't sew other people's patterns that often anymore either Mm -hmm. so it's a nice opportunity for for us designers as well to kind of oh yeah this is how other people are doing it (laughs) yeah 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 it's like you probably get kind of stuck in your own little world of designing because you have your process and how you do it versus Mm -hmm. like what other people's process might be. And so I'm sure just like getting out of that sometimes is maybe refreshing and maybe helps you with your process even better. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, yeah, because the way like I work is different than the way somebody else works. And it's just, yeah, it, like you said, it's very refreshing to just have that, you know, 
new lens on oh yeah this is how other people do it and it's like okay well this person she's they're all about curves and like I'm not a curves person but it's a good stretch for me to do that every now and then it's like right I can sew curves if I really try (laughs) yeah Oh, there are other methods out there. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think even as a teacher, like my school is big on, you know, professional development was like, if you could, if you had opportunities for professional development, they wanted you to take them. They wanted you to visit other teachers' classrooms within the school. So if you worked it out with another teacher to go see their, you know, math lesson or whatever, they would find somebody or admin would come in and sit in your class during that half hour or whatever. So you could go see other teachers teach. And as kind of like, when they were requiring it of us, like we had to fill out these forms and whatever, it was annoying because we were like, oh, we don't have time for this. But (laughs) when it became more of just like an option or an opportunity versus a requirement, we still did it, but it was with different intention. And I think just because we wanted to, instead of we had to, but being able to like get out of your own zone, your own space and go see someone else's and how they've done it, it like, just inspired me to continue like growing my practices as a teacher and like maybe fine tune a couple of things here and there. Not, not like, Oh, I'm going to be exactly like that person, but just kind of give me a new perspective on how things could be done. Cause I think, especially for me, I was teaching third grade for eight years. And so I was like, teaching and saying and doing the same thing every year and things changed because we had inquiry as our focus. And so we would do everything through units of inquiry and, but it was still like the same core content. Right. So you're just like saying and doing the same thing over and over again. So it was really nice to get out and go see other people. So I can imagine like doing that in the quilty world is, is very similar where it's kind of lets you go, Oh, I didn't even think about how that could be done differently. Or I didn't even see how maybe, you, you know, not that you've had this experience, but just like maybe how something you were doing might be clarified so that it's easier or better for your, you know, the people making your patterns or whatever. But that that's just like the thing that popped in my head is it's probably, you know, just nice and, and maybe gets your wheels spinning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, because yeah, I think yeah, if you're just in your own classroom or in your <laughs> own little, you know, box you know you're Mm -hmm. you're kind of just used to your own ways and you're yeah so just being being able to get out there and seeing what other people are doing yeah it's just very inspiring I find like you always find some kind of takeaway right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. hopefully like that's the goal right (laughs) and working with other people is so fun and just getting to see what they're what they come up with in their own creativity. It's like creativity begets creativity. So it's like the more ideas you create, the more there are to be had. So it's almost like a, it's like, there's not, there's not an, an bottom to the well of creativity. It's like being around others who are also creative is like, to me, so inspiring. Cause it's like, okay, I, I can make more stuff. I can do more things. And it just makes makes ideas flow more. I think when you're in the space with more creative people and seeing how they do things and yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your latest release, cause you've got like what, nine or 10 patterns out now. Yeah, probably something like that. I was just working on, I have one pattern coming out now, right before, 
right um, before Christmas. And I mm. think I put number 11 on that okay. one. So okay. yeah, so, some of them are full throw quilts. Some of them are just block patterns. Um, but yeah, I've got quite a few at this point. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you've got the one coming out and this, I don't know how people feel about like continuity or like timelines, but I don't, I don't know. This will be coming out in January, but so you will have had a new pattern coming out <laughs> at Christmas yes. time. That's awesome. Um, and, but your most recent one was bear camp. Is that true? Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah. That one came out, um, September 1st. Okay. So that, that was my last one that I, I released. Okay. Um, that was a really fun pattern. Um, it's, I've never went, made a pattern like that one before. It was basically just one big block and mm -hmm you could make the quilt in about four hours, start to finish. Oh, wow. Like It was a really fast make. Um, it was so fast that I know like, people always love to do sew alongs and typically mm -hmm. a sew along would be, you know, five or six weeks, you know, as you like make all the blocks and put it all together. Yeah. But I was like, it does not make sense to have like a five week sew along for a quilt you can make in four hours. Right. So I thought, well, and it's also that it was like back to school time for me. So like mm -hmm. I knew I would be really busy with other things. So I didn't like a quilt along is a lot of it. It's quite involved for, for me, like mm -hmm. on my end to keep, keep up with the weekly emails and tutorials and that yeah. kind of thing. So I thought, oh, I'm just going to do like a weekend challenge. So along, yeah. get it all done in one weekend. So that's what we yeah. did with that one. And yeah, it was really fun. Um, it was, it's no problem to make that quilt in the weekend. Yeah. So we had a lot of people joining in and we did lots of Instagram lives rather than emails, which was mm -hmm. so much easier for me. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. cool. And it's so cute. It's like, again, another simple, like simple quilt, simple project to make. But again, it's like a, a cool way to make something quick and easy that lets people experience your pattern writing and it's a big bear paw right <laughs> yeah yeah and a lot of people really like it um to make like as a gift like mm -hmm. a because it's a pretty easy and fast one to make if you want to gift somebody a quilt so mm -hmm. it's been I think a lot of people have been doing that like now leading up into the holidays and, yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I love that. And as a person who makes quilts all the time, like those patterns are just so nice to, especially if like, I want to gift someone having, having more patterns like that is just so nice. Cause it's like, I don't have the time to make someone something that takes weeks and weeks to put together. But knowing that on a weekend at home, when I'm not working, I could throw something together. That's so pretty and such a nice gift. Like it's just, it's, I love seeing that. Cause it's like, Oh, thank you. Like <laughs> it lets me still do yeah. what I want to do without feeling like that pressure to put a million hours into something that somebody might go, Oh my gosh, what a nice blanket. Thanks. And I'm like, ah. it's not a blanket. <laughs> First of all, it's not a blanket. Second of all, be more grateful. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know. I think a lot of people don't realize the amount of hours that go into making a quilt. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's nice to have those little fast makes for, for those times. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you don't feel as stressed 
giving it to somebody because you're like, okay, I did not spend a hundred hours on this. (laughs) It's still a cute quilt. It's still something fun and you can personalize it for whoever you're giving it to, which is great. And then you can just give it away and yep, we can feel good about it. Yep, exactly. No, I love that. So, okay. So then your new one coming out, have you like released a name or anything? Can we talk about it at all right now? Uh, I know this will be coming out yeah. after it's out, but <laughs> yeah, I've already um, released the name of the quilt. So it's going to be called Wintry and it is like a sister pattern to Birdling. So okay. I had a quilt called Birdling come out in the spring and it had um, two different color versions to it. So wintry is also gonna have the the same two different color versions to it, Um, but it is a snowflake inspired quilt. So you can see Mm. Um, So yeah, so I thought like rather than it doing like a Christmas quilt, um, I'm while I'm in Canada, we have winter about six months of the year. So I thought yeah. I was going to do something more winter inspired. Um, and so I have this, the snowflake that I was inspired by and yeah. like, I love color. So my, my, my winter quilt is very colorful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh, the blocks behind you is like pink and purple and teal. And yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. My favorites. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fun too, because if, you know, like you want, I mean, here in Idaho, it's, it's winter six months of the year too. So, I mean, I feel you, we're not as North, but we're still pretty far North and yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I like whenever it's like time to take Christmas down, I'm like, okay, but it's still winter and I still want decorations. Like I'm not ready to pull out all the spring stuff yet. Cause you still want to be cozy and you still want that feeling of winter. Mm. So I love that, you know, you've got such a versatile pattern that can be, you can make it more into your work it into your color palette of your home and still be wintry looking and not be Christmas. Cause that's exactly. a hard, I mean, you could make it in Christmas colors if you like, but yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can stick with kind of the blues and teals and make it more snowflake-ish without being too Christmassy at all. And that's really cool. Or yeah, go, go crazy, make it Christmas and make a few of them, you know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Well, that's going to be cool. And yeah, does it, yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I'm releasing it the first day of winter. So like, that's why I'm releasing it right before Christmas, because I thought that would be a fitting day to, to send this one out into the world. Yeah. That's a good day. Then solstice can have a, have a quilt. (laughs) How fun. Um, Oh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I know. I was going to ask you if it comes in um, just one size or are there multiple sizes or is it just about how many blocks you make? Uh, Well, it's going to be just like birdling. So it's going to have four different sizes that it comes in. Um, So it'll either be crib small throw, large throw or bed. So, okay. it's, but you know, always the amount of blocks that you make kind of determines how large it's going to be. So you don't have to go by what the pattern says, but the the instructions and the fabric requirements and cutting are all for, for four different sizes. That's awesome. It's, it's like, I understand that it's, it can be challenging, especially if it's like not a block based pattern to create different sizes, but yeah. Um, I think it's easy to think like, oh, it's just a block-based pattern. I could just 
make whatever size I want, but you're right. Like the fabric work requirements, the cutting, it's like all those things that are already figured out for you. It's like, why reinvent the wheel Mm -hmm. when someone's already done the work for you? Yeah. I mean, there's lots of math involved. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're, if you love math, you can easily, you know, hack patterns to what you need it to be, which I often did, you know, before I wrote my own patterns, because I'm a very mathy person. Um, I just understood it and I I knew how to change patterns to what I wanted them to be, but I know not everybody can do that. So they they need, they need that in the pattern for them to follow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is nice. And I mean, I think too, if you work with enough patterns or you make enough custom kind of things, it starts to become more natural to the thought process of like, oh, I can change this, or I don't have to be scared of the math of it. But if you're not in that kind of boat of making your own quilts or like design kind of working or tweaking designs for people's wants and needs, then it can be a little daunting to see all that and go, you know what? I'm going to just make it as is. (laughs) Which is great because that's what the pattern writers do, right? It's like you're putting things out there for people to make and hopefully they don't, you know, run off with it and try to make it something that it's not. But but sometimes when people do that, like Mm -hmm. it's incredible. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I've seen some hacks of some of my um, different patterns, like um, cabin nights. Mm -hmm especially like some people have made it extra scrappy or oh. have like really cool ombre things with the way they laid out their fabrics. And I was like, Oh, that's just so incredible. So I love it too. When people like just take your idea and then they, they kind of, yeah, tweak it or make it their own. And yeah, it's really fun to see what people do with it. Um, even just the other day I saw, somebody had made the bear camp quilt, but they wanted their quilt to be bigger. And that mm-hmm. one only comes in one size because it's one large block. Right. Um, but they added an extra row of HSTs around oh. the outside of it. And it looks so good. It's like, wow, that's such a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of border it out, but keep yeah. the theme of like that kind of look yeah it just looked oh. really good with that second second layer around it so yeah. Yeah. always check the hashtags you know before you start making a quilt because yeah. you know Instagram doesn't show you things the way they used to with hashtags but mm-hmm. they'll still show you like the top posts or the most recent posts so like mm-hmm. I know before I started designing my own patterns um if I knew I was going to make a certain pattern like I always went to the hashtag first to see what other people had made and what um colors or fabrics people had used just just for inspiration like I just yeah that's always a great idea to check the hashtag yeah absolutely I do that too because I'm like I want to see I want to see other people's ideas because again, that whole, that whole concept of like seeing other people's creativity can spark yours. And so it's like, I might have an initial thought, but think, Oh, well, I don't know if that's like enough or if I want that exactly, but seeing other people's choices is kind of like, Oh wait, I could actually replace this one, this color, this, this fabric with this one and like move things around to kind of change, change how the, the overall quilt looks too, which it's kind of fun seeing people's, you know, choices and how it impacts the pattern and what it looks like at the end. So, yeah, yeah. it's, 
Like the internet is such a wonderland of so much information and inspiration and ideas. And it, I mean, it obviously can backfire sometimes, but <laughs> mostly, you know, there's just, it's just a wealth of ideas and inspiration. So yeah, absolutely. Like I'm, I've kind of, I used to do a lot of Pinterest, like mm -hmm. I think when Pinterest first came out and then I kind of went away from it for quite a few years. And then actually when I started pattern designing, I've come back to it mm -hmm. now. Um, so I will regularly um, go on to Pinterest and just kind of browse and just save ideas for inspiration. Like I've got, mm -hmm. oh, just a whole board of just color inspiration mm -hmm. and it's just lots of just pictures of color that inspires me and I mm -hmm. like yeah I just I just love it so and it's different than Instagram Instagram is always just new stuff and Pinterest mm -hmm. is, you know it's always it's there it, it may not be new but it's just inspi inspiring ideas so yeah, yeah I, I just have found like yeah that is such a great resource to have and yeah to look at every now and then yeah, absolutely. I love, I I'm kind of the same way I was on Pinterest constantly and it was like always striving for the Pinterest classroom and now it's Instagram classroom, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. or, you know, I found tons of crochet patterns on there that I've tried and, and loved and made over and over again. And yeah, tons of quilty and color inspiration. It's just, it's so fun to see it kind of people reviving it and coming back to it and saying like, no, come check this out. It's, it's still here and it's still cool. And, and cause there is, there's just a wealth of inspiration on there. And there's things that are, have been there for a while, but they're still good and they're still inspiring people. So it's like, yeah. oh, go pull those and find that. And yeah. it's fun to see, like, I know, um, Emily Dennis of Quilty Love, she has like, she does some stuff on Pinterest, like sewing she courses does. and I I have actually taken her Pinterest course okay I can't remember what it's called pin it to win it maybe okay. I'm not sure <laughs> that might not be right <laughs> but I did take her course but um yeah like I find for me Pinterest hasn't really been a great I don't think I'm I'm doing it often enough mm -hmm. to make it like a big like supporter of my quilt business sure I, yeah like I'm I'm teaching all day like I don't know I, yeah. I don't have, I don't have uh time to be pinning things all day long to to Pinterest but I do I do love using it myself like mm -hmm. for inspiration yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> I know I I think it's so funny because like I think sometimes we forget that we do other things besides quilting and or people don't really realize that like Maybe you are a pattern designer and you've got this really successful quilting business, but that you also have a day job. <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of funny to think like, oh, well, yeah, I'm all about this thing, but I also have to put my focus elsewhere most of the time. And mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of an interesting balance to find. And I mean, I know I was juggling all of it when I was teaching too, just like doing what I could to help my mom out. Cause she was running things mostly by herself, but I would any breaks I had or any time off I had, I would be over there helping her out and always running the socials. And it was like, the more, the more I spent working on those things and trying to build the business, the more I was like, why am I in this classroom right now? <laughs> 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 Which 
which I know yeah. is the case for everybody. Like not everybody wants to run away from their day job. They just, they like having both, but it's just, yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like my priority is my day job. Mm-hmm. My priority is not quilting or Prairie Quilt Co. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just a hobby for me. Like I don't see myself as, you know, there's the buzzword quilterpreneur. Like I don't yeah. see myself as a quilterpreneur because mm-hmm. I'm not actively seeking out business opportunities and, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not after all the growth that maybe other people are. I'm just creating. <laughs> like for yeah. me it's just I'm creating. I'm a creative person. This is my you know really it's still all about self-care. Mm -hmm. for me because teaching is a stressful job and you know it was during COVID it certainly still is now the post-COVID years um it's still very much a a stressful job so for me like this is my outlet you know Mm -hmm. this design process creating um I love taking like photographs and sharing on Instagram and interacting with with followers like that's all just for me it's just it's enjoyment. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love that because I think you can have both, you can have, you know, success and, and success is defined by you. It's not anybody else's definition. It's not anybody else's vision. If you feel successful in what you're doing with both teaching and with your quilting, then that's all that matters. And if you feel good about what you're putting out and the balance that you have, then like no one else gets to tell you that you're not doing enough or that you're, you should be doing something else because clearly things are working for you. So (laughs) it's good. And yeah, yeah. It's just been really fun. I'm just seeing where this whole journey has been taking me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and keeping your, keeping your own, your own balance, your own boundaries is, is important in business, no matter how you're in it, whether it's a hobby kind of part-time, like you're saying for you and self-care and more about that than, you know, someone who's going at it full-time, it's whatever, whatever you want to find from it. As long as you stay true to that, then your people will find you the right opportunities will find you and you'll be able to find success where you're at. It's, I think, not, you know, there is hard work in it and there is sometimes focus has to shift and change, but I think you can, you can have the life you want. You can have the balance you want, as long as you stay true to your own beliefs and your own truth in, in the quilty space and, and in your home life and, you know, how it affects the people mm-hmm. around you. And so I think that's great that you've been able to find that for yourself and, and, it's showing. I mean, everything you put out is so lovely and people love it. I, I've seen several versions of your quilts out there, people posting and just sharing your love of color and fun patterns. And so it's been really cool to see that emerge. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. That's one thing that I just have felt like I just is important to me is just to stay true to what I love. Like mm-hmm. I'm just I don't want to be trying to just copy somebody or Mm -hmm. or doing what, you know, might be, you know, what following like a certain trend or anything. I just feel like Mm -hmm. 
more and more is just like, no, I'm just going to just do what I want to do. <laughs> People yeah. can like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you get swept up in the the trends or the popularity game that some people try to play, it's you lose yourself. It's like, who, you know, they like, go wake up one day. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, if you wake up and don't recognize yourself because you've been chasing someone else's vision, it's like really hard to come back from that. I think at least for me, like I experienced it in teaching a few times, just like, was chasing these certain things and and it's you know back to that idea that like oh I have to have a Pinterest worthy classroom I have to have a you know Instagram worthy classroom and I need to be doing all these trendy things and I felt like the more I looked to that or looked for that the less I was involved with what was really important in my classroom and like, who cares if everything's cute and rainbowy, if it lacks substance or if the kids aren't getting anything from it. And it can be the same in the quilting world. If you're always chasing after the popular fabrics or designers of the time, which is fun and it's great. But like, if you lose yourself in that, then it's like, you're, you kind of have to go back to square ones after that. If you wake up from that and refine yourself, but yeah. Like, I think the more people that kind of lay back and go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to refrain. I'm going to stick to what I know and what I love. And I think we just inspire each other to do that. And not that there's anything wrong with using new and trendy fabric, because I mean, there's a lot of really cute and great stuff out there, but there is. Yeah. If only you had unlimited money, right? So you can buy exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, like and unlimited time to like sew with all of it because I feel like I have like a lot of fabric on my shelf already that I need to use. Yes, before I I go and add more to it. Yeah, well, it's that feeling of FOMO. It's like, oh my gosh, look at all these people making all this stuff out of this new fabric. I need to go get some, and then. I turn around six years later and I still have that fabric because I never touched it. And I'm like, what am I doing? You know, it's, it's hard to not get swept up in it and not get that, that FOMO feeling all the time of just like, I'm not doing enough. I need to be sewing more and be using everybody's fabrics. And, Mm -hmm. but it's just impossible. And being okay with that, you know, is, is it's good you know, my mom and I think like just very recently, we've been trying to like go through everything and we would just buy fabric to buy fabric and be like, Oh, we can have it in our back stock in our inventory. So we can offer it as like backings for people or whatever, but almost always for jobs, we have to go shop for something different because we don't have quite the right thing. And so we both were just like, we have to stop doing that. We have to stop buying Mm -hmm. fabric just to buy fabric or just because it's a good deal yeah you know for the business I used to always buy like if there would be a new a new line that came out that I loved I would buy like the whole line right Mm -hmm. like all of it and Mm -hmm. I've been trying to to tell myself or to teach myself to go away from that to rather just buy you know maybe my favorite two or three prints from that line mm-hmm. yeah. and to add into my collection and not the whole thing yeah <laughs> because yeah I just find I, I love sewing scrappy but if you have you know if you you know I've kind of at this point I have my favorite 
color palette that I mm-hmm. like to use. So if I just keep buying prints from various places that fit into that palette that I love, yeah, then I can just draw from, like I keep my, my fabrics organized by color on my shelf. So I think, okay, mm-hmm. well, if I want to have yellows and I'm going to pull from these fabrics. And if I want blues, I'll pull from these fabrics. And it's just a good way to like mix and match and use yeah. a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that because yeah, if you have your favorites and you have the, what you know, you like and what you're going to go, like you're going to grab to use. It's like, if you're going to build a collection or build a, you know, a stock of fabrics then like, yeah, pick the stuff, you know, you're going to yeah. use and, and it's okay if you don't buy the whole line of fabric and it's you know, okay if you just choose a few choice pieces. That just popped in my mind though, too, mm-hmm. is like, I often I'll share like on my Instagram, my fabric pull that I'm yeah. using. And like, it, maybe it's like a very, like a scrappy pull. Like I I do that a lot. And then yeah. I'll get lots of people like commenting or messaging me, like, where can I get a quilt kit for that? <laughs> I'm like, well, you can't <laughs> because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just one collection and it's fabrics I've collected from all over the place over years. And like, mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's more of a, practice that you need to develop for your fabric shopping right so Mm -hmm. you you just need to understand like what is it that you love and in what colors and then yeah just get into like the your or maybe change your fabric shopping habits right and like then you can start developing that on your own but it's not like it's not like you know if I make my my cover quilt in art gallery, pure solids and like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, yes, you can get this quilt kit and you can get the exact same thing. (laughs) Right. If you're, if I'm sewing with, yeah, all these different random prints from my, my fabric shelves, like, no, that that's not possible to create a kit. Although some fabric shops have been really nice and they've kind of curated like similar looking Mm. um, kits to kind of get the same feel for people. So, but. yeah, which I think is great. Cause yeah, if you're pulling from your stash, some of those fabrics might be out of print and you can't get them. And so oh, exactly. it's kind of like, well, sorry, you're out of luck unless you already have it in your hands or you're willing to spend a million dollars to buy it from someone who has some like, yeah, but I love when shops are willing to, to work with designers to curate bundles, because I think some people resonate with the cover quilt or with, you know, a designer's fabric pull and maybe color choice or fabric choices is hard for them. And so having that option is really great. And so that's, that's cool that shops have been able to kind of pull similar things to help people out. Yeah. And I feel like the the people who work at fabric shops, are, they, they love helping. Mm-hmm. Like if you go in with like a photograph of what, you know, you would like, like they can help you find yeah. something that's similar or close. Like I know. Yeah. I've done that lots of times too. <laughs> yep. I've just gone in. It's like, Oh, this is kind of what I want, but I don't know really know what to pick. And yep. Yeah. yeah. I used to just walk in and be like, here's the quilt I'm making. Here's the color inspiration. Help me. And then, you know, someone would come along and we'd walk around and pick things. And now I'm like, I feel confident to do that myself because I've done it so, so many times. I think it Mm. also just takes that practice, but also it's tricky when you're making things for other people because you're kind of stuck to what they want and you can't just be like, Oh, this would be great. This would be, you know, this fabric would be awesome. And it's like, you might send choices that you love 
and they'll come back with mm, that's not quite right and I'm like oh but it's perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I don't think I could sew quilts for other people <laughs> I think that would bother me too much <laughs> yeah it's it's honestly been it's been so fun and a lot of people are really trusting and just like here's my inspiration I trust whatever you come up with and you're like okay <laughs> and then there's other people who are like I want these exact fabrics or you pick a million and they're like not happy with anything and they'll settle and then they're mad and you're like please stop <laughs> please be nice to me and but yeah like for personal for personal shopping it's like the more you go and pick what you like and focus not on what you think the quilt should look like based on what other people are going to think about it, but what will make you happy. Like that's the most important thing I think is instead of, instead of chasing this like Instagram model version of, of a quilt, like what do you like? What's going to make you happy? What's going to resonate for you or the person, maybe you're gifting it, you know, what is their likes? What do they love? And I think that's telling too, is like when you're gifting quilts is like the choices, fabric choices you make with someone in mind. It's like a way you can show them, this is how I see you. And that can be really special too. But yeah, that, that staying true to yourself, I think no matter what you're doing is so important and it's so easy to forget, (laughs) unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm in love with all your stuff. I wish I had all the time in the world to make every single thing you make because they're just beautiful. And I can't wait for people to get their hands on your new quilts. And so we'll definitely have links to everything down in the show notes, but to people who are new to you, where can they find you online? Oh yeah. Um, well, I'm on Instagram at Prairie Quilt Co. And I have a website, www.prairiequiltco.com. Perfect. Yeah. And like I said, we'll link those in the show notes so people can get to you really easily. And hopefully everybody will go grab their free copy of Starry Night while they're purchasing other patterns. And it's been so great to talk to you and get to know you. And, you know, us Amandas have to band together and protect our name. And absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it's, it's fun to always meet like teacher quilters. Cause I think it's very telling of like the way our brains work, which is, is super fun, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway, well, well yeah, thank, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. This has been great. And I can't wait to see all your next patterns coming out in 2024 and yeah, what you've got going on. So see, I got a few ideas already in my brain, so I'll have to see how they roll out throughout the year. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again. And we'll chat again soon. Yeah, yeah, thanks.